Hey, faith community. Thank you for joining us as we continue our walk through the New Testament together. My name is Jason, and today we are in Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6 is an absolutely fascinating uh, chapter. It begins verse 1. Paul says, What should we say then? Should we continue in sin so that grace may multiply? Absolutely not. How can we who died to sin still live in it? And what Paul's doing here at the, in the very beginning of this chapter, in verse 1, uh, he's, he's answering an objection that would have been a common Jewish objection. Uh, a lot of times we, we like to take this verse and uh, we say that people like to use it to uh, justify their sin, and so they continue to sin, and now grace abounds. But what, what Paul is actually doing is there's a Jewish objection, a Jewish question that was going around at the time where uh, they wrongly thought that the gospel that, that, that Paul was teaching, the gospel of Christ, um, must be mistaken because in their view, uh, they thought of it as, as leading people to continue in, in their sin. And so people um, are just continuing to sin. But Paul says, absolutely not. That is, that is not at the heart of the gospel. The heart of the gospel, although it is, it is grace-filled and it is centered on uh, justification by faith alone and works have nothing to do with it, it doesn't lead us into sin. And in fact, so Paul in verse 2 right away to answer the objection says, absolutely not not. How can we who died to sin still live in it? And so Paul immediately states that the believers who confessed that, that Jesus Christ died for their sin, that he was buried in the ground, and that he rose again on the third day, conquering sin, death, and Satan, we who believe in that, we have died to sin as well. And then he goes on for the rest of the chapter, sort of just explaining how that how that can be. He says, look, we, we have united ourselves with Christ. And then he points in the next couple of verses, he points to uh, the, the picture of baptism, which baptism is an outward sign of an inward reality. And he uses the picture of baptism to say, look, like when you were lowered into the water, that's symbolic of you lowering yourself down to death with Christ, right? The old you is, is lowered into the grave. And then when you come up out of the water, it's like when Jesus came back out of the grave and rose again. And so you've come out of this as as a, a new a new person. You're united with him in the likeness of his death and certainly also in the likeness of his resurrection. So one thing that these, these couple verses are not teaching is not teaching that that happens through the process of baptism, right? We are not saved through baptism. We're not united with Christ through baptism, but baptism is a symbol of what happened at the moment of conversion, uh, what happened to us when we were saved. It's like an illustration that we have, and we're declaring this to the world, that I'm united with Christ because I'm dead with him, my old self is gone, and now I'm raised to new life with him. And Paul's using this as an argument to say, look, because we're new, because the old us has died, we don't continue in that sin. We are now dead to sin. The power of sin has been broken for us who believe. Verse 6 uh, says, uh, For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be rendered powerless so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin. Think about your life before Christ, right? You may not have recognized it in the past. You may have not have recognized it in the moment, but you were enslaved to sin. Your body was ruled by sin sin. And yet, because now you've been united with Christ, that's no longer the case, right? So that was the old us. That's no longer 
us anymore. And there may be times as we're walking through life, as we are struggling with temptation, as we're struggling with sin, as we are, are looking at our faults, where we feel like, I, I, cannot, I cannot conquer this sin. And what Paul is doing in Romans 6 is, he, 6 is he's, calling us, he's calling us who we are. Right? You are now alive in Christ. Christ defeated your sin for you so that now you can defeat your sin. He doesn't hold anything back. Sin ruled us before we believed, but now we're not ruled by that anymore. So is he saying uh, that we, we don't sin at all? No, Paul's not saying that. We see, we see that we, we do continue in sin, but that instead that we're not dominated by that sin anymore. Right? It doesn't, it doesn't enslave us anymore. The normal pattern for our lives as believers is that we are continuing to grow progressively in our sanctification. I'm more like Christ today than I was yesterday, right? And if I, if I enlarge the scale on that, I'm continuing to become more and more like Christ. As the weeks, the months, the years go on, I should see this upward pattern where I'm becoming more and more like my Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? Because I'm freed from the sin that held me back, and now I'm a slave, as we're going to see at the end of the chapter, a slave to God, and I follow him. And so that results in, in greater maturity and conformity to God, God's law through thought and through action. So verse 11, uh, so you too consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And so this, is, this is Paul calling out, saying, look, you don't have to live enslaved to sin anymore. I'm calling you to something greater. You don't, you're, not, you're not bound to that anymore. There's an, an illustration. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't have much uh, interaction with giant elephants, but the, the illustration goes that you can train a baby elephant, you you, you chain the elephant and you stake the other end into the ground and the elephant is, is not strong enough to pull away from the stake that's in the ground and so the elephant will stay wherever that rope or that chain is is holding them to. As the elephant continues to grow, of course, they're much more powerful uh, than that rope and that stake driven into the ground, but the elephant feels enslaved to that and so it's not going to go beyond uh, where that rope is going to let it go. If the elephant only knew, hey, I'm not enslaved to this. I can break free from this. I can go and I can roam and I can be wild and I can do whatever I want to do. Uh, if the elephant just understood that, he'd be free. But because he doesn't, he's enslaved. And so what Paul is doing in Romans 6, he's saying, look, guys, wake up. You, you're not this person anymore. You don't have to keep living where, where, where sin is abounding. No, you are a new creation in Christ. Christ died for your sins uh, so that you don't have to live this way anymore. You are free from this. And then he goes right into verse 12. Because of all of this, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its desires, right? We, we, we move beyond that. We, it's, not, it's not master of our lives anymore. I'm not enslaved to that. I'm not chained to that anymore. I do have a better way that I can go, and I am free to go on that path that leads to righteousness. Um, and then one of my favorite parts of, of this chapter is, is we're reading through it. Verse 14, it says, For sin will not rule over you, because you are not under the law, but under grace. Uh, this may... Maybe we come from a background where, where we think this is a command, like don't let sin rule over, don't let sin rule over me, don't let sin rule over me. Verse 14 is a promise. Verse 14 is a promise that because of what Christ has done for you, sin will not rule over you. 
If you've confessed your sins, if you put your faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, if you've given your life over to him as your Lord and your Savior, verse 14 is, is a promise that sin will not rule over you. And so that is, is a beautiful truth for us who believe that I, I am free. I am freed from my sin, and now I am a follower, follower of God. Continues the second half of the chapter. Um, he's, he says, "Look, you have you have two ways. Now that you know this truth, you can you can go two two ways." Verse sixteen uh, says, "Don't you know that if you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of that one of the one you obey, either of the sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness." And so Paul is saying, "You have a choice. You can go on the path that leads to death, or you can go to the path that leads to righteousness. Now, once you're saved, you're always saved. And so Paul's not saying you can lose your salvation. But if you continue to walk not on the path of righteousness, and instead you're dabbling in sin and you're you're entangling yourself in sin and you're 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 not uh, living the life that God has called you to live, it's it's not going to be a life of joy. Uh, you're not going to have the fullness of joy uh, that comes with a life of a following following Christ. Uh, so verses 17. In 18, we used to be slaves of sin. Now uh, we've been set free from sin and we're enslaved to righteousness. And so now as a believer, I can I have that, that upward tra- trajectory where I'm walking towards righteousness, becoming more and more uh, like my Savior. My heart has been transformed. I'm no longer uh, struggling uh, day after day after day with the sins that, that once entangled me. Now I'm free from that because of what Christ has done for me. And then even in verse 19, just one last thing to point out, uh, Paul understands, this is a human analogy, right? So eventually the slavery analogy will break down. He says, look, the point of my, uh, my illustration here is to show that we don't have to live that way anymore. You're free from that. Now you can live as a slave of righteousness and a slave of Christ. And so my hope is that you don't you don't read today's chapter, if you're a believer, you don't read today's, today's chapter and feel like a bunch of guilt, like, oh, I have to, you know, I have to do better. I have to, like, I want us to, to, to feel emboldened and empowered to live the life that Christ has, has laid out for us and to say, you know what? I'm free. Leave those chains behind. I'm going to follow Christ. God bless. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Can't wait to see you again.